0: Hey, she slayers, and welcome to another episode of She Slays the Day podcast. Happy New Year's! Uh, welcome to the first episode of 2023. You know what I was thinking this this year hasn't been like named anything. Like, I feel like a lot of times, you know, between Christmas and New Year's, you start seeing all of these reflection things, and it's you know they make like this trendy thing for the New Year. But now that I think about it. I don't think they did that for last year or 21. The last one I remember, drumroll, was 2020 vision. (laughs) Do you remember way back um, 2019 to 2020? Everything was like, you know, seminars and this and that. It was going to be like with 2020 vision. That did not age well. Let's just say I don't think anybody saw 2020 going into 2020. What? what was coming so maybe we just learned our lesson and um 2023's slogan is ah who the hell knows like at this point who the hell knows we're just uh, is it an apocalypse yet okay so this is our second best of so every year we do two best of episodes we have to because we have so many freaking awesome episodes um so I, I'm not gonna lie i I decided like, oh yeah, Christmas and New Year's, that'll be perfect. I don't like starting the year with the second of the best of. It's weird. Like I almost wish the first two weeks would have been that or the last two weeks. But you know what? I'm growing and adapting. So who knows when you'll get them next year? Maybe you'll get them in like March of next year. <laughs> so if you haven't listened to last week's episode, go. Holy cow. Just, just incredible interviews. And then today, yeet, Also, also good. Um, So let's see, what kind of updates do I have for you? We just got our girls' passports redone. And this is so cute because (laughs) like Ty-Ty was two and a half years old the first time that we got her passport and her little picture. But we were looking at the birth certificates as we were handing them over. And Ty and Charlie were both like the exact same height or exact same weight. They were both seven pounds, six ounces, and they were within one inch of each other as far as um, length. So one of them, I think Charlie was 20 inches, and I don't remember if Ty was 19 or 21 inches, but I remember, like, I don't know, these are just things you remember where you're just like, oh, my God, I made the exact same baby, Um, especially since Ty was, like, born closer to 41 weeks. So I just thought, like, oh, she's probably going to be heavier and bigger, and she wasn't. So anyways, we're looking at her passport. And it says her weight correctly, but it says that she was 13 and a quarter inches tall at birth. That is not true. (laughs) That is so small. Like that's like a baby doll. Like if you think like head, like crown to toes, that's what that is. That's how big they said my baby was. And I'm like, nope. Nope, that's inaccurate. Your birth certificate is inaccurate. Um, So it was just funny because they basically said I gave birth to a little person, but nobody cares. Um, So let's see, we ended the year just great. It's just a great year. Kirby and I did our annual meeting. Um, We've done it before. We've, you know, always for the last few years, as life has gotten more and more, we really have tried to sit down Towards the end of the year, and you know, discuss this year. We did the most official thing. We actually had an agenda that included, you know, reflecting on highs and lows of the year, um, looking at our core values as a couple Um, forever ago. There is an episode, I don't know what it is. It might be in the first 50, so you might not have access to it unless you're a paid Patreon member, um, but where Kirby and I talk about um, therapy and how our therapist had us go through our core values as a couple and definitely changed that, like, not the I was going to say the outlook on our marriage, <laughs> um, just the way that we viewed life through our marriage being the core and the most important thing of all. And so, you know, we'll review that and then we look forward to the year and make plans, set priorities. This is really important for a couple like Kirby and I where he thinks there's a plan and then I get ADHD and say, let's buy a lake house. Um, so we try to make it a little more formal this year. So hopefully I think he's doing that because he's trying to make sure that I don't come out of left field with another big Time-consuming idea, so we'll see if it works. I don't know. Um, okay, so before we start, uh, I want to give a shout out to one of our newest Patreon members, Camille Berger. There's no way I can mess that name up, so that that's her name, guys. Um, and she is at the twenty four ninety nine a month level. That is that road to success. If you haven't checked that out, if you are with you know about to start up your own practice or you are within the first couple of years, go take a look at that roadmap to success. So I've laid out the itinerary of what the live calls are going to be all year long. And they're really designed to help you grow, create systems, a lot of those things that you're looking for in those first few years. Um, So go check that out. And um, then you have access to me too for $24.99 a month. So. Let's jump in. Oh, no, we got to pray first. We'll pray first. I always get like off because like when to do the like the, you know, the things. It's a different order. So we'll pray and then we'll go into our guest today because obviously Lauren needs to center herself. Not enough coffee, too much coffee. I don't know. Can you guys tell like, oh, she's under caffeinated today. She's off her um, off her normal game or like, oh, she's had way too much coffee. She's off her damn rocker today. That's, that's not part of the prayer. We haven't started praying. Okay. Relax your jaw. Take a breath. Feel your heart. Be present. Keep your eyes open. If you're driving, be present in this moment, you are here. Feel your feet on the ground, on the couch, wherever you are running, be aware of your body, heighten that proprioception awareness, relax that vagal tone. You are here in this moment for this reason and you are so loved by so many people, whether you know it or not, and whether you realize it or not, the day-to-day monotony that you are doing is such a part of a bigger picture if you look back on the last year and just how many days felt like you were were drowning and you were angry and sad and bored, and look back on the year and think about what you created. Some of you created life. Some of you created a clinic. Some of you created systems that needed to happen within your marriage, within your family, within your business that will pay off for the next decades to come. I encourage you to do a review of the year, do some journaling, if that's your jam, do some talking with someone, if that's your jam, and pay homage, homage, it's one of those words, and bless it. And let's go into this year optimistic. Let's go into this year full of excitement and joy. And, you know, I feel like a lot of times going into a year, we think that if we go in cynical or pessimistic or judgmental, then when inevitably, um, air quote, bad things happen, we don't, we feel like we won't look stupid. You know, we knew it was going to suck. And so ha didn't catch us off guard. (laughs) And I think vibrationally, that is one of the worst things we can do. And so I give you permission to be wrong about 2023. I give you permission to go into this year, thinking this is going to be the best damn year ever. And if you already have that, then fantastic there's a lot of people around you who could use some of that joy. So if you listen to that and you're like, Lauren, I am optimistic AF about this year. Good. Go to your patients, go to your family, go to your friends and spread that enthusiasm because people are tired and we need more of that joy. And if you are one of those people who is tired and 2022 beat you up and that was after 2021 beat you up and after 2020 beat you up, I challenge you to change your perspective to expect demand that this year is going to be the best year, and if you're wrong, that's okay. Nobody is going to say like point out that you were wrong, and give you permission to take just an absolute swing at hitting a home run on this year and is okay, whatever happens but go into it with a good attitude. Do I end that with, in your name we pray? Amen? (laughs) Amen. Okay. So let's jump into the best of episode. So our first episode, ooh, getting all woo-woo. I got you. I didn't even realize I was getting you all primed and ready for one of our more spiritually um, led episodes of the year. The other one that's not, t- so Stu and Hillary Bittman is the date night that we are going to listen to a clip from. The other one, if, you know, you go and listen to this and this is just like your jam spiritually, search out Susan Corso. Um, she's not in the best of, but it was definitely one of the most interesting and like, I don't want to say bizarre because that has a negative connotation, but definitely one of the most fringe episodes where we got into really talking about some spiritual stuff. So to this right now is Stu and Hillary Bittman. It is episode number 152, and they are talking about how they get chiropractors to connect and stay connected with their hearts. So what they do personally to try and stay connected and how all of us, including our patients, fall out of good practice. I hope you enjoy Um, so a lot of your guys' work with chiropractors, is that kind of like square one of what you do of like, okay, let's connect you with your heart and like learning to speak from your heart because a lot, I mean, you're 12 days to your heart, like a lot, you you guys talk about speaking or like your heart. Can you, if somebody has no idea what I'm talking about, um, can you, can you just like talk about how you start to take a chiropractor or any human and like connect them
1: with their heart?
2: I guess we start in basics: breathing, feeling, feeling what we call a renewing emotion—something um, that makes you feel good, um, empowered, peaceful, safe—and and we incorporate. Various tools like that, different exercises, and we kind of weave it through with chiropractic philosophy and being a chiropractor, just kind of like what we've been doing here today, talking about it. So we run th- people through exercises so they get a, a taste of it and experience of it. And But it's not just about a weekend of something, really. It's, mm-hmm. it's people have to go home and keep at it, keep, keep working at it doing whatever that is whether it's working with one of us both of us or doing their own thing but it doesn't just happen from a weekend experience unfortunately because of the way we've been brought up we run back to our old habits of mind thinking and
3: yeah and I after we met Stu in Sedona um I did you guys as 12 days to the heart and it was wonderful and I tried to keep the practice going afterwards both in daily meditation and then trying to find moments in life but it always feels like inevitably the the world gets in or you you're not doing it every day and it kind of slips away do you guys go through those same ebbs and flows or do you have such a strong practice now that you know and you catch it before it gets too far away. Oh, I'll
2: about? put it in a plug though before mm-hmm. Stu says that's that's why you have coaches to keep you accountable, yeah. right?
4: And we but, tend to do that for each other. Well, so yeah. But we definitely have lapses. I mean almost every year the summer tends to be a lapse in our what we call our bliscipline. Because mm. I don't like the word discipline at all reminds me of push-ups, which I've never been crazy about. And uh, and then you know, even though we're hiking and enjoying nature and thinking we can get away with it, there's oh, we always notice the difference. So I think we've gotten so in tune with how it can be and how it usually is that when uh, things seem a little testy or we're not as resilient, or um, we get back to the work a lot more quickly but we but we've done so many things over the years that it doesn't always have to be the same so it doesn't get stale or or anything but Kirby you're not alone I mean we, have, we all have an unlimited capability of stopping things that work don't we
3: it's, it's amazing how you seem to at least personally I forget how good I can feel and then mm-hmm. when I restart my practice I'm like oh this is what it's supposed to feel like mm-hmm. but then you I don't know what shade comes over you that you just it it's like it exits your mind somehow. It's
4: so true. That's that's why we're you know heavily into the sort of ritualizing it, structuring your life around it. Like you know, because a lot of people will say, "Well, I'll do that when I have time," and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah right. Sure, sure, you will." And and <laughs> so so a lot of my work with clients, at least at first, is to get them on some kind of regular uh, schedule of discipline. You know, because they want to do it and they've tried to do it and they've dabbled and they stop. And it sounds like a lot of things that you say. But, you know, I don't want to lose this point either. What you just described it, it, a lot of times is why people stop coming in. Mm. It's not like it's not that they didn't get benefit. It's not that they didn't love it. It's not that they didn't love you. It's like we all make stupid choices to stop doing stuff that
2: works. You well, know? We self sabotage so, ourselves know, for whatever the reason piece. is. Yeah.
4: So, yeah. So, I, I, I just wanted to throw that in for those of our listeners who still beat themselves up for days when somebody leaves as if they did something wrong, necessarily. Yeah, I mean, we're and we've all gone through that. So, so, believe it or not, with with not watering it down can come the possibility of somebody leaving. And, and I always felt sad. I mean, I, I always felt like I was just sad or disappointed because I knew I could help them. But I also had this feeling like what I imagine a mother eagle feels when the fledglings leave the nest. It's like I've done what I can for this person and they're never going to be the same, you know, mm-hmm. and they're going to fly higher than they ever could, whether they stayed forever or not, you know. So so, and knowing that I've made bad decisions as far as things, you know, Bill Estab once asked a huge crowd at Parker, how many people think it's an important thing to floss your teeth? And 96% of the people uh, raise their hand. He said, okay, how many of you have ready access to dental floss? And, you know, maybe 95% of the people raise their hand. Okay, how many of you floss every day? Yeah. You know, and you can see everybody kind of wanted to, but just maybe 30% of the room. And he goes, So let me get this straight. You know, it's good for you you have ready access to it and you don't do it this this was his response to that chiropractic thing about if they knew what i knew they would do what i do well exactly they do exactly what i do they stop doing things yeah. sometimes yeah. at work so so the idea is you know for them the idea is to give them the space because a lot of them come back obviously and a lot of them come back seeing more importance because they didn't realize how good they were feeling and stuff but um, yeah, just, just, just wanted to include that because that was a big one for me too.
0: Okay. So that was episode 152, Date Night with Stu and Hillary Bittman. The entire episode is gorgeous. It's just gorgeous. Go listen to it. Next, I have episode 162. This is with Dr. Wendy Trubo. And she is discussing the impact of stress on detox, how hard detoxing seems, and the overwhelm of living clean and understanding the cost of prevention versus cure. This was one of one of our definite highest downloaded episodes um, out of 90 thousand episodes or 90 thousand episodes, 90 thousand downloads this got within the top 10. So overall, awesome episode. she is just full of knowledge. Um, and if I remember right, I believe she was a medical doctor with an OB um,
5: specification. So go listen. It's wonderful. Test the, you know, so, so if you're drinking coffee, because you want to have, an, you, know, you go out and you want to have an experience with your friends and you're just hanging out and you're like, I'm going to get what a latte or get uh, whatever. I don't even drink it. So I can't even throw stuff out at you. But if you're like, I want to do that as a good experience. Cool have your experience, but don't do it because you're making your body do something when it's telling you it wants to do something else. You're stressing your body. By the way, that shuts down detox because your body's stressed and you don't detox in a state of stress. This just seems. I know. And so like, this has got to be something that
0: like, I can't be the only person who gets overwhelmed because it's like, yeah, okay, I'm willing to do this, but it just feels like everywhere you turn. And then ultimately there's
5: pesticides that yep. I have no control over. Okay, let's let's parse this out. So one, think of recovery, like walking up a set of stairs. Let me back up even a step more. Rome wasn't built in a day. The Great Wall of China wasn't built in a day transforming yourself from where you are now to where you think you want to be is not going to happen in a day. It's a process. You're going to screw it up. It's going to feel aggravating and overwhelming. You're going to take breaks. It's okay. Just overall make process now compared to where you were a year ago or a month ago or a week ago, whatever, just aim for doing better each time. So when you start with this, you go, okay, you're not going to do all of this at once. You're not. Start with the food, see the impact. Start with the food and the triad supplements, cool. Notice that you start to feel more energy and you feel better, your gut's functioning better. And then you go, okay, I'm ready to deal with the alcohol. It's really impactful for people. So deal with the alcohol, either by cutting down or going cold turkey, whatever works for you. And list your environment so that you're not a lone wolf, you know, you're not gonna do it alone. And then And then tackle coffee or not, maybe you leave coffee for later. And then tackle, what am I running out of that I need to level up on? Do you so, we, so you shop for food every week. So every week there's an opportunity to get organic food, right? Mm-hmm. But then you clean your house. What are you cleaning your house with? There's an opportunity to stop exposing yourself to harmful pesticides. So do that. Would you say like cleaning products are
0: kind of that next thing below alcohol?
5: No, I would actually, I used it as an example, but I would actually say that beauty products are the next thing. Oh, come on. You know, know. Wendy, we're done. We're done. (laughs) Bad news bear, right? You should just label this bad news bear, abandon all hope. But there is hope. There is hope. And I'll tell you why, Lauren. One, my hair grew back. Two, my rash went away. Three, I lost more weight than I had put on. Four, I have energy. Five, I sleep like a baby. Like... A baby who knows how to sleep, right? Right. Right? People are like, wait, my baby doesn't sleep. You don't sleep. I doesn't eats every two hours. I I used to crave unbroken sleep when I was nursing my baby. So yeah, so unbroken sleep. So my quality of life and my brain is clearer. So my quality of life is so much better than it was when I was sick and didn't even realize I was sick. It's worth doing right but I didn't by the way I'm 51 and I got diagnosed with celiac at 35 yeah you know I was kind of wondering because you're talking about how this first thing nobody can see you because
0: we just use the audio but you look like 37 well thank you
5: it was like I wasn't really sure like is this this is a compliment right how does the timeline work she was 48 when that happened right yeah I'm 51 and I look I, I I look good you know so it's it's I'm not, a, I met a woman on the plane. She was my age. I was like, oh, she's been aged, man. You know, like, so it ages us. The, uh, the alcohol, the being tired, the not drinking enough water, it ages us. And so so it's just really important to take care of us. So, so you're not going to do it overnight. I've been in this game for 16 years. And so what you want to do is just pick one thing that you're running out of. Mm-hmm. You know, what do you use? Uh, Beauty, beauty is my favorite brand. They have everything. So as you run out of it, you're like, oh, I'm just going to buy it from beauty counter. Mm -hmm. And here's the argument I always get. People say it's more expensive. And I'm like, you're right. It's more expensive, but you can't count the effect that you can't count the cost of your chronic illness. Nobody says, oh, it's too expensive to treat my chronic illness. Right. They're like, oh, I need that. I need this insulin and I need these medicines and I need this patch and I need this drug. So if you head to diabetes, you're going to treat it, you're not going to say it's too expensive. So you, I would much rather put my funds into prevention than reaction. So it's just about what your philosophy is. And again, like, go slowly. I mean, this is what I do for a living is walk people through it. Go slowly, read the book, right? Read the book, because that's we walk you through it there. So it's like, how do you clean up your life over time? And I still screw it up. I forget to check environmental working group and I buy something because the packages looks clean and I'm like, get home and I'm all psyched. And I'm like, oh crap, I screwed it up again. I did it again. I do it yeah. all the time. I do it like, I don't know, 10 times a year, I screw something up, you know? Oh, 10 times. Oh. It um, happens, it happens. Move so- on. Okay, episode
0: 162, check. Now the next is... By far, the only, this is one of the most downloaded episodes, especially if you look like at the run rate, you know, obviously it has the least, one of the least amount of times um, for it to just like grow. But the next episode, 166 is with Courtney Kayla. Now, Courtney Kayla has a little bit of a following on Instagram. Um, (laughs) You may or may not have heard of her. And it's funny because I didn't want to talk to her about Instagram. Um we i I think that it's easy to see a chiropractor who has over a hundred thousand or two hundred thousand. I don't know how many followers she has a buttload a buttload of followers and and to talk about you know like how'd you grow? how'd you do that type of thing um and we honestly uh, what I came to figure out because we talked a lot about her boldness and her bravery on taking on subjects and the truth that make gives me diarrhea if I um, were to do that. <laughs> I just posted a reel um, a few days ago about, you know, just like chiropractors trying to balance the nervous system of a newborn and then um, some joke about the two month well child visit. And I was, I was going to include the shot emoji in there because like, that was the joke is like, I'm trying to deescalate fight or flight. And here they come with their goddamn 72 shots. And I'm like, Oh, cool. Thanks. That was helpful. Thanks. Um, but I was like, Nope, I'm, I'm deleting the shot emoji. I just, I'm still just not there. Um, oh gosh, I had, um, who did I just have on Chris? Uh, well, you haven't had an episode. Right? I just interviewed Christina Stitcher. So she's going to be coming soon, um, on the podcast. It was in the past. Um, but you'll get to listen to it soon. And I didn't know that like a big part of her education is on vaccines. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, you brave, brave people. Um, so in episode 166, Courtney Kayla discusses how she came to find her voice and learned how to overcome that fear um, and learning when to give her opinion and being okay with the results. So if we kind of combine like that is that is probably the key to her success on social media is she learned to not give a damn and give the truth. And I think that we we know as chiropractors – that the world is ready for that. Um, But it's just whether or not we're ready yet. So great episode, you're gonna love this clip. Um, If you didn't listen to it, go back, check it out.
6: And here's Dr. Courtney Kayla episode 166. I do like to answer questions with more questions. I don't ever want to like, tell people what to do, but help Mm -hmm. them think through it. So I kind of had this realization probably pretty early in practice. This is like, I feel like this would relate of like pregnant women. They would come in and be like, oh, well, my doctor is wanting to induce me at 39 weeks. And I had fear of them not liking me or not wanting me to serve them. And so I would just kind of like casually go along with their own plans, thinking that they felt confident in that decision. So I'd be like, okay, all right, that makes sense. Like, you know, just kind of went along with it. And then who is picking up the pieces when they went on this conveyor belt of interventions to C-section and they're sitting in your office crying and saying, this was done to me. It's us. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I'm freaking sick of this. I'm sick of picking up all these broken pieces. Maybe no one else is telling them that there is another way. Maybe I'm the only voice that they're going to hear or the only person that's going to plant a seed And maybe that could change the entire trajectory of their birth, or maybe it won't, but I'm just tired of that fear. So I decided to just like really lean in and I totally do. So, I mean, I had a a mom under care and the thing is, is does it result in more people liking me usually like being fully known and like, they're like, and I'll ask them one of the first questions is do you want more resources on this or are you interested in my opinion? And just to see like what they're, what they're wanting from a response before. Okay. I so that's,
0: that's kind of where you start with the question.
6: Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, Oh, are you, are you like wanting more resources? You want me to point you in the right direction? Or are you, do you want to hear like my opinion on it? Um, usually people want both. <laughs> yeah. So, and I'm happy to share both. And I always approach it from a place of like, this is where I stand. And it's okay. If you fall some, if you have come to a different conclusion than me. Um, and I always share my bias too. Like, I'm like, listen, like I'm all the way over here. I'm almost dogmatic when it comes to vitalism. And I know that that can be unhealthy at times too. So I try to hover like a little before it, Mm -hmm. but on that continuum, like I'm over here, I didn't start over here. I've just like journeyed that direction. You can fall anywhere on that, and that's okay. I just want you to have peace. My goal is for you to have peace about your decision, no matter what your decision is. So, I had a mom sit down the other day and she has a midwife and she's planning a home birth and all these things. I asked her who her midwife is. And unfortunately, I know that her midwife is known for doing routine episiotomies. And one of the primary goals she had, you know, like top three goals for your pregnancy on the intake form was no episiotomy. And so instead of just like tiptoeing around it, I just said, Hey, I just need you to know this information. I would go talk to your midwife more about it. I'm not telling you that you need to change midwives, but like, if that's your primary goal and this is word on the street, like, I think you need to know about it. Has she come back into my office since that conversation? No. No. She probably talked to her midwife and her midwife got her under care with another chiropractor. I don't know what the result of that birth will be, but mm-hmm. I, I know I refuse to hold my tongue because if she were to come back in and say, well, I got an episiotomy and blah, blah, blah. I don't want to carry that. You don't want to carry that. So I'm ultimately not the appropriate provider for her. And that's just what I settle with. Were you always this bold? No. (laughs) Okay. I feel like it's taken a lot of practice and mostly a lot of like getting to know myself and also having an abundance mentality. Like, of course, you're afraid of saying something wrong. If you're afraid that there's not enough people around, But there's an abundance of people that need to be served and want to be served by someone who views the body the way that I do.
0: Do you feel like part of your confidence, I feel like confidence might be a better word than bold. Well, it's pretty bold to confidently tell people your beliefs, so both, whatever. Um, Both are meant as a compliment. Do you feel like part of the reason that chiropractors struggle with that is because why do you feel like chiropractors struggle with it
6: yeah I think I think there's fear there fear of losing people and that's Mm -hmm. something I learned in clinic of yeah when I was like in clinic in chiropractic school I remember I had a patient and I, I can't remember the exact situation but I just remember I made the decision that I was going to give her my communication was going to be like that she is free to leave instead of trying to like convince her to stay. And I don't remember how I worded it. I just remember having this decision moment in my mind of like, I'm just going to communicate this in a way of like, if you, if you want to go somewhere else, let me help you find where else to go. Or like that you're free to go kind of a thing. And that resulted in it is way more people on my schedule that next week. And so I just felt this like this change of like, wow, there's so much power and beauty, not only for me in releasing people, but like empowering people to make their own decisions instead of trying to convince them what to do. Mm -hmm. And that really informs like entirely how I practice. Hey, She Slayers. So many of you connect
0: with my story as a chiropractor because I started all wrong. Years into practice, I had to completely turn it around from being an insurance and pain based model to a thriving subluxation based cash practice. I have a lot of ways that that happened, but I am not exaggerating when I say the number one thing I changed was adding CLA's Insight scanning technology. The Insight helped grow our practice from 300 people a week to over 500 a week in the course of one year, purely by showing objective findings and providing reports to patients. So many docs I talk to struggle to communicate the why behind a care plan, when the patient's pain goes away in a few visits, They struggle to keep patients after insurance stops paying. They don't know how to explain why a kid benefits from chiropractic care, even though they have no symptoms. They don't do progress exams because what am I going to do to show the patient progress? I am telling you, every single thing I just said, my answer to the doc is, are you using insight scanning technology in your clinic yet? Because it's the solution to all of those issues. If you have questions, the staff at CLA is absolutely incredible and will help answer those questions and help implement this big change into your practice. Click the link below in the show notes as She Slays listeners get preferred pricing and hundreds of dollars off their purchase. Hey, She Slayers. When I first started practice, I thought I needed to dress a certain way for patients to trust me and I spent hours trying to design communication and marketing materials that worked. After 12 years of practice, here's a couple things I've learned. One, I don't have to wear dress pants and button-ups for a patient to take me seriously. And two, why recreate the wheel when a design professional has already done all the work for me? Well-Aligned offers solutions in both of these categories. They have the coolest and most comfy chiropractic shirts that will showcase your personality as well as beautifully designed communication and marketing tools to help drive new patients, get more referrals, and gain better retention in your practice. From the best chiropractic apparel to modern patient education materials, Well Aligned has you covered. All slayers get 10% off, plus free shipping on orders of $75 or more with promo code SHESLAYS. Visit www.wellaligned.com to save. Okay. Next, we are getting down there. We only have two more clips from the best of of 2022. And you're going to think I'm partial to this next person because she makes frequent appearances on the podcast. Um 168 is Dr. Elise Regney. And I might have a girl crush, okay? Like I don't know. Maybe I am absolutely biased, but I think she is one of the kindest, most incredible chiropractors that we have that is changing the norms. And she's my spirit animal, and she's my soul sister, and she's my my girl Cairo gang, and I like her. And every time that she talks, I learn something. So... Here is her episode, 168, where Dr. Elise is discussing the normal and not so normal KPIs, uh, key performance indicators that she uses in her clinic and how she tears the KPIs as a role grows. And she also helps me um, improve KPIs that don't currently move the needle. So very educational. You're going to love it. You're going like, to be able to take this to your clinic on Monday. Enjoy. So you mentioned KPI meetings. Yes. And I've heard you talk on this before. And I think it's a really cool. So like, um, you know, a lot of chiropractors are familiar with like the, the, air quotes, normal KPIs, patient visits, collections, new patients. What's the other one that's often really measured? Do you
1: like percentage of appointments kept? Mm -hmm. Yep.
0: Yeah, It's not the one I'm thinking of, but like, yeah. So like, oh, PVA, OVA. Those are the other ones that like, so you have different KPIs for everyone. Yes. And like, can you give me a breakdown of like how you pick KPIs for people, like how you like encourage those to be measurable, how you bonus and all of that.
1: Yeah, yeah, of course. So KPIs um, are key performance indicators In case anyone's hearing that for the first time, I think sometimes they'll be called key personal indicators too, but, um, what they are metrics that each team member can measure. And in our office, like they could be general ones for the office too, like people bring to their stats meetings with their office, but in our office, KPIs are an opportunity to get bonused. And so we do them quarterly as the bonus, but we check in monthly. So with that, we set them at the beginning of the quarter, and then we have 10-minute check-ins monthly to see where we're pacing on them. But KPIs are basically an opportunity for when you go above and beyond as a team member. So this isn't something of like, hey, you did what you're supposed to do that was part of your duty or role or job description, right? This is like, wow, you went above and beyond and got you know this many Google reviews because you followed up on what they wrote on their progress exam form and sent them a text. And, you know, like that sort of you went above and beyond, or you did something that we determined was important for the growth of the practice. So the doctors are pretty standard ones for theirs. So each of the doctors, their main one is keeping track of their conversions. And so in our office, we're a cash-based office. So um, our conversions are anyone who signs up for a care plan. So they either pay in full for a care plan or they get set up on monthly payments for a care plan. And so basically each doctor will say, I saw this many new patients, this many doctors report, reports or presented this many care plans, because there's, uh, there's always people we might not present care plans for. Maybe we determine they're not a fit. They are only here for a week and came into the office, you know, those sort of, so we don't right. have anyone who wouldn't count, count against wellness. So, yeah. Yeah. So you're like, I presented this many care plans and then I can this many people signed up. So their conversions in our office, when it's a starting doctor, and actually just with the way I have associates set up, we have it very like the training schedule tiered a 90 day and then a six month after that, in order to move to the third tier of their um, salary, they do need to be converting 70% care plans um, for a consistent period of time. And so with The conversions, 70% is really starting for KPIs and then docs usually get to 85%. So when they're more of an established, um, they're just hitting metrics at that level. 85% is our benchmark is what we call it. Obviously anything above that would be phenomenal, but 85 is where it's at. So then the higher the percentage, the more that they're bonused in that quarter. And so that's what they're tracking. And then they also now track wellness conversions. So to have a certain percentage of a wellness rate Of sign up because we used to just have our CAs presenting wellness plans. So that was our CA who was presenting it. That was her KPI. But now the docs do more of a sit down. We have more of a planned time meeting specific for that patient, where then the docs also will um, convert that patient to wellness at that time. So they keep track of that as well. And then the other ones for doctors are, um, different depending on what the doctor's doing. So maybe how many talks are going to do that month. When I have a newer doctor, I really want them to get out into the community. So we'll have them, um, do, it depends. It could be like events out in the community, but usually it'll be collaborations. Sometimes it could even be like going live with other providers in the area, but, um, like one of, my newest docs, who's not new anymore, but she, one of her first quarters in she did like professional meetups, not networking, like got together with like a midwife and got coffee, that kind of one-on-one. Cause she's more of that connector, one-on-one connector, not like the going to a full group, even though she's great at full group too. But um so coming up with like what that number would be, how many meetups you do that month. Um, Sometimes it can be product sales. That's not as common, but if doctors are recommending certain supplements and like doing that value add and walking them up and like getting them set up on something that they recommend, then that would be going above and beyond. Um, And then comp family checks. That's another one that goes between either doctors or the closing doctors report CAs. So that is we, in our office, we do complimentary family checks for the first two weeks so someone, a patient who signs up for care, anyone in their family within the next two weeks can come in for that complimentary exam. And so that will be a number that we set to with each of the docs because they're able to, when they're going through like policies or closing or our closing CA is doing policies, then she can bring them up, bring them a little card and get them all set up there and get them scheduled. So that's a good one. And then with CAs, you want to hear all these? I do, I do. So okay. okay docs so far with
0: the docs I can definitely see where their KPIs connect to the bottom line so like sometimes and like so I, I bring this up because I would love to hear as you talk through CAs like putting it through this lens sometimes when I've tried doing this with my staff I feel like they come up with KPIs that I'm kind of like, well, that's nice, but that's not really going to grow the business. What would be like an example
1: that you can think of with that?
0: Um, like, okay. So we have, um, we have, we'll do special things for our pregnant moms when -hmm. they give birth. And so like one of my CAs, she's a wooer, she loves connecting with patients. So a lot of her things that she'll bring up are like, I am going to make sure that I send out like four flowers this month to like patients that like, you know, if they're like mom dies or like, you know, something happens and like, just really, they just like to love on patients. And I'm yeah. like,
5: oh, that's nice.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I would almost just challenge her to kind of think of something that could still be a woo, but like, how could we meet more people because of that? Like, could we do deliveries into businesses and then drop off some gift of health cards with it or like some sort of like connector where we're still gifting, like I'm going to bring cookies or muffins or something into this place and, get, and maybe our patient works there and it's on behalf of her and it's honoring her or it's doing it in front you could even bring flowers to someone to their work and then everyone at the work sees like oh my gosh your chiropractor did that you know it's like how do you take it to the next level where it would be like above and beyond versus like those are probably standards you would normally have and that's hard to track like if she's you know You don't want to be like, oh, someone's going to lose someone. So I'm sending sympathy, you know, it's like, yeah, we don't, that's a challenging one to try to control, but yeah, I think it is just always kind of trying to shift their mindset around like what would help the bottom line, but like what's going to help growth. Cause sometimes things like Google reviews, you might not be able to be like, okay, because we got this many Google reviews, that's going to affect the bottom line in this way. But as business owners, we know that it's going to help our SEO and Google maps and all of mm-hmm. that. And that it does bring value, right? To reputation and brand and all of that. So it's like, we yeah. can see that, but yeah, sometimes well, it's. Check. So in addition to like, okay,
0: I need to be able to see how that Improves the business, like the bottom line, um, especially since you're being bonused. If I'm giving you money off of it, I feel like I should be able to tether this to like I'm going to make more money essentially. You know, like you yep. said with Google reviews, yeah, obviously. Um, the other thing is, I feel like they will bring up non-measurable ideas. That's like a big one that they'll say like, okay, so this month, my goal is I really want to like clean up patient accounts. Like, I feel like we've got patients that like cash practice didn't sink. And so it says they have a credit, but they don't have a credit. And I'm
1: like, oh, I would that's a great goal <laughs> no, but like <laughs> a side project that's like a side project and you are being paid for the extra time that you're doing that so mm-hmm. yeah that's why i think it's, it's just job yeah it's job. just the clarity in the beginning of the kpis of like we need to have a metric that can be attached to this and we need to see growth because of it but i also think it goes back to like the roles of each team player and having that documented so clearly where it's like, so for example, we send out OB letters, right? I know you and I have talked about that before. So like you send an OB letter to every prenatal patient we have, and that's just part of your role because it's in your role, right? That's not going above and beyond. That is something that was in your role when you are hired. You knew it was in your role. That's part of your job description. So there's just certain things. It's like, if you're part of your role is sending out sympathy cards and when someone has a baby, getting the whole team to do this and all of that, it's like, that's just part of your role. That's not above and beyond. So sometimes I think it's like backtracking to make sure we have all that clarity in our roles. So that when someone's hired on, it's like, that's part of, the basics. Right. And that's not above and beyond, but yeah, that's when I'm always like, well, we can't track that. Like that's, that's a great side project for you. I'm happy if you come in a little bit early on Thursdays and take this time to do that, but that's not going to be a bonus attached to that.
0: Okay. That was episode 168. And this now we have gotten to our final best of episode of 2022. And it would not be complete without my friends, Christy and Joe Wick. Dr. Christy is another very, very dear Cairo friend of mine. This is a date night with her and her husband. This is episode 182. And I really loved talking to them because they have a very similar dynamic to Kirby and I. Um, Very different Enneagram types. So (laughs) like... Christy and I are like a yin and yang to each other. Uh, But as far as I love talking to her about, you know, the reversal of typical patriarchal male, female gender roles. You know, she has multiple businesses. She has a great eye for aesthetic. She runs an amazing practice. So in this clip that you're going to hear, We're gonna they're gonna discuss how their roles in the various businesses work and how they filter ideas and how they communicate with each other as coworkers and spouses. Whole episode is wonderful. You're just gonna be getting a little clip of it here.
3: Enjoy. Do so you have you have a super successful clinic, you have a great coaching group with a ton of ladies in it, you have a podcast, and now you have a furniture store. Is all of that like who's the, who's the idea generator? Like, it sounds like Joe, you have a really good work engine, but like how many of these things, who's pushing for these things? Oh, who's following? Oh, it's
7: Christy.
8: <laughs> Oh, Christy's the CEO. Absolutely. And I think <laughs> that was important for us to establish early on. So she has CEO details and duties throughout every one of our businesses. And I'm fine with that. At the end of the day, you know, I'm, I, I, my family was military. So, You listen to the person ahead of you, you know, that's just how it is. And I think it's very important to have that one person at the top. That's making the decisions. Maybe I'm not going to agree with them all the time, but I respect it. And I'm going to listen to you. I'm a, i am I might kick and scream and present you a million facts to try to change your minds in the process. But (laughs) at the end of the day, if that's what you really want to do, I accept it. We move forward. So my role, a lot of the time though, is CFO. So I Mm -hmm. help out with a lot of the strategy and stuff like that throughout the businesses and then in the coaching and coaching side of it. I help out, we have all of our clients, I help them out with monthly stats. So looking at their practice, analyzing uh, what they've done over the last couple of months, help them out with goals, projections going forward, things like that.
7: So he's super involved in the two more recent startups. And he is—he definitely helps me with like strategy and high level number stuff with the practice, but he is not involved in the day-to-day practice at all.
8: Okay. Correct.
7: Okay. And not like team meetings either.
8: No. So okay. nope, I provide the data for him. Okay.
3: Because that was was one of my questions of, as you keep starting more and more stuff, like how does Joe not get overrun and just go like, I don't have any more hours. He's asking
5: for a friend.
3: I'm asking for a friend. I've never experienced that at all
8: in my life. I think we determine where I'm needed most. Like what's the most value? Is it going to bring more value if I'm sitting here uh, discussing Numbers and adding something for a five minute- co- worth of conversation an hour meeting, or am I going to bring more value restocking our warehouse or meeting up with people at the store and letting people in, or just having the value of that that you know of not being stuck in one place mm-hmm.
0: Christy, how do you so like are you an i you seem like an ideas person right like you just get you go for run you get ideas yeah. um so two-part question one what have you learned what kind of filter have you learned to put ideas through or like what's your process for like nope that was just ADHD or whatever moment um okay it actually made it through and I'm gonna pitch it to Joe
7: and then after you tell me I want to hear like Joe like yeah yeah, I pr- I pretty much pitch everything, honestly.
5: Everything. Um, yeah, oh, that's
7: got to be exhausting, Joe. Um,
3: <laughs> do you make phone calls mid-run to go? Okay, new idea.
7: Oh yeah. yeah. Yes, yes I do. So yeah, How many I wheels have you personally gotten from me? Where I'm like, sorry, I'm panting. Yeah, I'm on a run. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I love. I mean, it's the best kind. Although I'm always like. I don't want to have to talk because I want my music so that this idea trend can keep going. Like I, well, I remember what this is later, and then I'm like, well, if I don't remember, then I probably shouldn't be. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, I do. So I pitch everything, but I, I would say I have kind of like a a wide array of the pre-pitch. So like sometimes it's like you know just full on like this is an amazing idea and you're gonna love it and we're gonna do it so you should just hop on the train. Uh That's like number one number two is like don't be mad at me
8: don't be mad at me starts off a lot of these
7: <laughs> yeah don't be mad at me but and then like the third one is a very like so this just came through and i don't really know like what it's like maybe it's nothing you know it's a very like this could be in a gray area zone but yeah totally i tell him literally everything but um, we,
8: but i have a reaction to each of those so when we're in the gray area zone i realize 80 percent of the time i'm gonna be like this is crazy what are you talking about and she'll be like yeah, you're right that's nuts you know we come right to her senses the middle zone is probably about 50 percent of the time where i'm like yeah you know i understand you know like but don't be mad at me it's like
5: yeah you're right we got to do that you know we'll figure it out this way or it'll be like okay
8: i i agree i'm not mad at you but let's try going about it a different way and then the other one where she's like i got this great idea let's just run with it i'm gonna run with that because i know enough about her i mean being together with her for 21 years you know when the idea is like this is not gonna work or you're like okay she's on to something here and i think we just have that trust in each other, too, that when I call her out, I'm like, wait a minute. And she kind of stops and pauses for a second, too. And that extra thing that wasn't firing in the brain all of a sudden does.
0: Mm-hmm. Have you learned? I mean, you spent so much time in corporate America, so you probably like handled everything super professionally and with your spouse. But like, did you have to pivot how you responded I mean, this is what twenty one years of marriage looks like. It's like, of course you did. Tell me about how you learned how you had to like.
7: This is how I respond to Christy when she has an idea. So before you say that, I will say that. So we we didn't really like work work together a lot until we started Illuminate, which was in twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. Like, I would. I,
0: would
1: say have, I want real, to buy a
3: house.
0: I want to get another dog like
7: ideas people are always ideas i want to go on another trip to disney world like we've got these points (laughs) but i would say like that around that time so really it's only been like four four to five years when like that was the time that really this was like under a microscope that we had to like actively work on it so
8: i just remember we both said to each other numerous times early on was the worst i mean because She talked to me like, no boss has ever talked to me. I talked back to her. I guarantee
0: you like she just never talked to any other employee. Yeah,
8: absolutely. So there was multiple times where like we just, one of our coping mechanisms was to look at each other and go, would you talk to Andrea right now that way? And she'd look at me and go, would you talk to Alton that way right now? That's okay. And we'd both just have a little bit of humility, put our egos in check and come back to the table and we were able to work through it. So I think we experienced that a lot during the first six months, but I'd say... In the last six months, been, maybe um, yeah. once, yeah. Like it, it goes away. You learn to work with each other, coexist.
0: Okay, so that's a wrap. That is a wrap on 2022. I am blessing it. Uh, I am thankful for every single one of the guests. I am thankful for every single one of the downloads. I am so thankful for you. Um, I can have great conversations with people. But if you don't listen, then it doesn't really move the needle. And what I am seeing is the more downloads we get, the more cool people that we're able to get on too. So I'm very excited about 2023 and who we're able to get on and talk to um, just to help you. The, you know, I continually say the role of this is to be the conduit. Yeah. Um, of information, raw, vulnerable information. So you can hopefully see yourself in me. So you can see yourself in the guests and not feel so alone in this profession that is so great, but can sometimes feel so isolating. I love you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for However, you supported She Slays the Day in 2022. If you wrote in a review, if you joined the Patreon membership, even at the $3.99 a month level, thank you. Um, If you shared something on social media, thank you. Um, If you laughed at one of my reels, made a comment, thank you. All of that really keeps me. I'm an Enneagram 3, I need validation. So it keeps me going, and I appreciate you. And I want you to know that I wouldn't do this without you. So, God bless your previous year and let's hit a home run this year. Go for it. Bye. Hey, She Slayers. Are you looking to get your team off the phone and streamline your front desk so you can spend more time doing what you love? SCED has exactly what you're looking for. They will automate all your appointment reminders, missed appointment reminders, reactivation campaigns, allow you to have two way texting with your patients. Plus, they have a very cool app that your patients are going to love. The app alone saves chiropractors tons of time because it gives patients the flexibility to move appointments to a time that works better for them. Don't worry, you won't lose control of your schedule because you'll have access to all the parameters that keep you still in control. Plus, there's overbook protection so your schedule won't get out of hand. SCED was created by a chiropractor for chiropractors, so you can rest assured that you're getting the absolute best system for your office. Dr. Eric Kowalki is committed to the chiropractic mission and he works closely with his developers to always be innovative so that we have the best system available. If you're hesitant to switch to Scad because you already use something else, let me tell you, it's worth every penny. Plus, mention that you heard about it on my podcast and they'll give you a discount. Seriously, it is a game changer. Don't wait.